good way to go team let's go team and in reality what that actually means is is that you're listening to another episode of the tech breakfast podcast the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with tyler gates russ cantwell and aaron buley uh tyler how's it going we don't have aaron today he's not feeling very well you're still chuckling um i think uh, I'm i will every time no that's i don't think i, I don't think i'm ever not now. gonna laugh about it yeah i think yeah. you should just keep saying it the same well i'm doing great now even better um and apparently every time we record i'm gonna get a good chuckle right <laughs> off the bat regardless of who starts the show um and that makes me happy so that is yeah. that's good. Um, I wanted to bring into the show. Uh, we were talking in the pre-show about how this almost wasn't recorded because of a, a snafu we once had where Tyler didn't record, but we were saved by the Twitch recording. So this time I reminded him. But Kieran promptly points out in the chat that we would be potentially in even worse shape if we had not fixed the fact that we couldn't hear Tyler on the Twitch stream in the event that Twitch was needed for the backup. So Kieran really was the, the original show. savior of the show. It by takes a village. Um, Smart. Of the change that needed to happen, and and for the for the listeners out there who are not on Twitch, which you should come watch us on Twitch, uh, this Twitch broadcast is running off of my brand new RTX thirty eighty Ti, and it is just beautiful. Everything about it. Is I great. hope you all are excited to hear that. You should be excited to hear that. Everyone around the world Probably. should be excited to know that I have a thirty eighty Ti that will not be used in any way, shape, or form for crypto mining. It will be used for <laughs> that is that is what it is ultimately going to be for. Let's see here. <clears throat> so we we need to talk about this day's yesterday in tech history. Because it's a big deal. Ooh. Ooh, and gotta, it's not just a big deal for me, if oh. that's a hint of anything. It's a big mm. deal for the world. So it all of the in world. the 80s. In in some respects, I would say this actually prevented World War Three. So far. July 15th, 1980. There's another number next to it. I'm not going to say it. Oh. Nintendo releases their Famicom system, short for family computer, in Japan, which would later be released in North America as the Nintendo Entertainment System or the Oh, Oh, but this is when they released it in Japan? Yeah, which was uh, two-ish years. I want to say they released it in 85. Yeah, it's... uh, Oh, the U.S. something like that. I was going to say like that eighty-one time frame, um, but but I would take eighty-three because it's the yeah. best eighties. That's eighty-three is good. Is that is that your birthday? Is that when you were born? Born in the eighty-three. You're really old, um, but I am envious of your age because you spent more time in the eighties than I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, not as and... not as long as my brother though. <laughs> I he also was, I will he was say there for no. all. The best, most of the all. best year in the '80s is 1986, Incredible. which I also missed, um, unfortunately, because I was in '87. I just missed it, by the way. I was March of '87, er, early March of, of of '87. So I was so close to '86. But the reason why, why 1986 is, is the so greatest good? year of all time, tell us, is because Top Gun was released in the year uh, 1986. So if Aaron was here, you guys would high five. Sure. Was he born in '86? No, no, but he probably agrees that that's. Oh the well, he should agree. Most, most top gun. warm-blooded Americans should agree um, that 1986 <laughs> was the uh, was the greatest year of all time due to that movie releasing. And you know, one of these years we'll get Top Gun Maverick to release. Um, who knows? Maybe it depends on how long the pandemic continues to go and how many more years they choose to delay the movie that's already complete. Uh, but nonetheless, oh, come on. 
yeah, I, you know, it's going to happen eventually. I'll be there. I'll be there. We'll so, see. Tyler, we'll see. what we'll do we see got? If they can hold up. Kick us off. Oh, today. man. I, you know, I don't, I don't have a boatload of news today, but um, something that uh, Kurt Munker shared and that I had actually already seen was the uh, a, a, uh, a Scientific American article about uh, China sort of pulling ahead in the quantum computing race. And uh, one, it's interesting, which is cool, obviously, like just in general, that's sure. that's uh, an interesting headline. But I also found it curious because there were a couple of quantum things that uh, kind of hopped out of line or, or off the page this, I don't know, week for me. Um, so there's there's that article, which is an interesting read. And it talks um, talks about a couple of Chinese firms or research institutions that ratcheted up the number of um, photon detections because they're using uh, photonic quantum computers, uh, I guess at least these firms are. And they, uh, they, they went from 76 to 113, which is quite the upgrade. Um, yes, it is. And then another one... Uh, Oh no! Oh, this one's a different different technology. So the one of the other ones got up to sixty six superconducting qubits, which I believe is more akin to like what Google does with how many um, did you say? 76. Sycamore, uh, sixty six. Um, yeah, Sycamore. I think it's fifty six. It's fifty three, right? So so in this this firm, the one that uses the superconducting qubits, which is like Sycamore, um, they actually performed a calc, uh, solved a problem with only 56 of them, which is kind of curious too. But um, that actually is a perfect pop-off point to one of the other articles that I saw this morning, which is that uh, Google, um, there's a bit of a write-up in Ars Technica about what Google's error correction is looking like. Um, mm -hmm. So one of the really big problems with quantum computing right now, and part of the reason that they're still considered um, very young in general. In fact, I learned a new word this morning called uh, NISQ, N-I-S-Q, which is how they refer to basically any quantum system today, any quantum computer. It, it is a noisy intermediate scale quantum processor. Noisy because they don't error correct. That's kind of a big deal going forward. We, we error correct. Um, and, and what was neat was it, it actually explained something to me that bounces off of the other thing, which was an AMA on Reddit uh, about quantum computing. And I believe it was actually uh, IBM researchers that were um, answering the questions on Reddit, but I, I went ahead and dumped a couple questions in there, uh, just trying to wrap my head around what they saw as sort of the future. And it was super disappointing for me because it was not science fiction-y at all, and they were all <laughs> super serious research people, and all of their responses were like, I don't know, that's or that's not going to happen, and so I just want to go and delete it all. But... Um, one of the things that they pointed out in a comment that, that they made somewhere in the thread, I don't even think it was in response to the stuff I was looking at, but um, they basically said, we're not going to be able to do seriously useful calculations to layperson until we get to about a million qubits in a, in a system. And, and it didn't immediately, like that kind of surprised me. One, because it's a lot of qubits. it's a big number and we're not this, close. The scales, yeah, yeah, that too. Well, it made more sense if you read the Ars Technical article because it gets into how uh, Google specifically is laying out the Sycamore or, or at least the error correction that they're doing. Um, pretty cool. Gets into the depth. I'm not going to get into it here because I honestly don't completely understand it yet. But um, it, they basically pointed out that the way that Google is doing it, they've got 27 qubits that contribute to a single logical qubit. And the single logical qubit is error error corrected. 
So they're using 27 oh, qubits to get a to valid logical qubit. Correction. And then it's like, okay, now I get why we need a million of these things because they're basically, basically they don't have a choice. They have to do literally thousands of qubits to get good qubits working. Yeah. And so it doesn't, it doesn't this scale is like well. Reverse abstraction. Technically it's still an abstraction, but it's like when I think of an abstraction, I think of VMware or Kubernetes or something yeah, where yeah, I'm doing yeah. one to many and not many to one sort yep. of approach. So it's, it's in reverse. That's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, it makes I, sense. I don't know. I mean, you what can, they're you trying can flip to do. that on and kind of get the same thing. Cause if you think about high availability or redundancy in any sort of mechanical or non-mechanical system, the idea is that you have multiple components. Those multiple components may fail, but the system continues. I mean, I, I look at it that way, right? You sure. need, you just unfortunately 27 functioning qubits <laughs> to get one valid answer enough we times need, to be useful. That's we need 27 of these things that are incredibly difficult to come by and create, um, at least in 2021 technology. Yeah, terms. yeah, yeah. I, I got to imagine that that goes down too, because uh, and I, I'm guessing that there aren't good parallels to like traditional mechanical systems here, because one of the problems when you look at reliability as a calculation is, and and I think most people can kind of wrap their head around this. Um, if you've got two of something and they fail you know once an hour on average right mm-hmm. then every hour there's a, a pretty decent likelihood that one of those things failed but your system didn't well if you right. add a third now there's three things that are likely to fail inside an hour so the number of fail- failures you get per hour goes up even though mm-hmm. the number of system functions hopefully doesn't go down right <laughs> yeah, but, but at some point if you've got a thousand things that are likely to fail in an hour you're always failing in that hour. Always. Yeah. Something is always going to fail. It doesn't affect your system, but it kind of sucks, right? So for like reliability, you have a problem there. Um, so the quantum so space seems curious. to really be taking to heart the idea of assuming failure will happen and handling it gracefully. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or finding that they're to handle gracefully, they need an awful damn lot of these things, which is... Really, that's really simple curious. math, really. I mean, a million mm-hmm. is a good number. Uh, definitely <laughs> not like a guess. Uh, I do yep. want to point out, by the way, uh, we missed this portion here, but and I feel bad for Kieran, both because he's uninformed and said that 1984 <laughs> was the best year. I believe believe he got that from a book. Uh, the the next thing, though, is that he missed the 80s by 10 days. He oh, was almost there. Almost so relevant. Close. Kieran, I'm sorry, buddy. It was it was a great time. Um, uh, no matter how long you spent there, you there's a part of the 80s that is. Uh, hey printed on you russ how do we kick people out of the stream chat are you talking about this troll um, yeah uh, all lowercase aaron buley immediately no started saying he's an inappropriate change. definitely a faker yeah. that's not that's not him it can I, can, uh, I can definitely i can actually ban him um I'll oh permanently take care of it yeah smart can uh, you do it by ip i could yeah i could do it by mac address ip i could actually probably oh, do it by both location. of those yeah or just geographically like everything in that part of the united states <laughs> if anyone didn't catch that, Aaron Bewley has entered the Twitch chat. Um, and if you if it wasn't caught at the beginning, because I don't know when we said it, uh, him and the family are unfortunately still dealing with the Rona, uh, and he will not be able to join us today. But he is here uh, on on the text chat, and uh, hopefully hopefully staying alive over there. So we we talked about some quantum stuff. We did. We some, did. Let's talk about that's fun. Just so we're clear, that's fun stuff. But let's talk about some really fun stuff. Oh oh, let's. Video games. Bring it. Oh, video games. I'm talking about video games. Are you talking about the new Game Boy? What? It's, 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 just, it's just a new Game Boy, isn't it? It's really a new Game Gear, if you think about it. I, I, I know, but I, everything's a Game, a Game Boy. Boy. 
I don't I don't even like that you know using, what a Game Gear like, is. You're using it like Kleenex? Is that your yes. idea? The Game yes. Boy? All right, I can, yes. I can accept that. Uh, there, <laughs> Valve, we talked about this on the show probably, what, six-ish months ago? Just a while like back. That. It was a while back that there was a rumor going around that Valve was going to release a handheld Switch-like PC device. Yeah. Well, they are going to release. Yeah, I saw this. Handheld Switch-like. I didn't even bother PC to drop a link device. in the notes. I just said, Russ, tell me about Steam's yeah. Game Boy. Uh, a lot of people responded to that. In fact, the first message I got was, hey, Russ, whenever you buy the Steam thing with Steam Deck, <laughs> tell or whatever us all it's called, about it. will you please let us know how it <laughs> is? Uh, which I responded to, uh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. If anyone is wanting to know, uh, today, I believe around noon, the sort of $5 placeholder goes live. I will be there for the nice. top model. All right. Um, well, they have different models. Well, so we'll we'll talk about that. So they actually have three, what? three different models. So apparently, what uh, Gaben, uh, Gabe Newell, for those who don't know who Gaben is, Gaben really wanted to hit a specific price point with the device, and it was very difficult for him to actually be able to hit that dev- that that price point, which was three ninety nine. Um, so they have three ninety nine, five forty nine, and six forty nine. The the 399 one has less and much slower storage, the mm-hmm. uh, which I think is at 64 gigs. It's it's pretty small. Oh yeah, it's small. Uh, the and I and I think that might be like eMMC memory, so really cheap stuff you'd find in like Chromebooks or or, or most of the early day Chromebooks. The 549 one comes with 256 gigs of NVMe storage. Oh yeah, okay. That's and good. then the the 649 one comes with 512 gigs of NVMe well, storage and a like a different sort of anti scratch anti glare screen on it. So it's just, everything else is the same. It's like 720p, it 60 hertz device. Uh, it is bulletproof. Yeah, absolutely. That's I good. Mean, obviously, not, not, but need... not not like like a like a bulletproof vest, but like a Tesla truck. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, a okay. Tesla truck, and it looks ugly like one. Actually, that's not true. Um, it looks <laughs> it looks beautiful. Um, seven inch screen. So it's basic. It's very similar very in similar size to the, to the original Switch. The Switch screen yeah. is like six point two inches. The original one. Yeah. The new one they just Which, released. By the, the way, OLED is seven I, inches. I think it's great. Oh, I didn't know that the OLED was actually a little bigger. It's very slightly bigger. I think that's the only main change in it, though, is that yeah. it's just the seven-inch OLED. There's screen. been a lot of criticism about that. Is that it, all they did was update the screen? Look, the, the screen is a higher quality. People are so obsessed with resolution, right. they don't know how screen quality works. Right, um, right, right. The uh, I don't know what broke the both of our switch screens. So whatever. Oh, really? But uh, <laughs> I was the inevitable. I put the screen protectors. I'm hoping that the protector itself is what's broken. Uh, you know, because it's one of those like glass right. ones, and they yeah. they do actually pretty good job of what they're supposed to do but it's a kid device like my kids are five six and eight like they're gonna break (laughs) stuff sorry that's true my my nephew doesn't seem to bother them pretty good he's my my nephew i guess he he turns nine this year or maybe he just turned nine this this past one he's had his for a few years he's maintained he's managed to keep it up and running the five-year-old now has one and he's a little bit of a tank. Um, he runs bit. through walls. So we're nice. going to find out Juggernaut. how long that thing stays stays alive. <laughs> but what they're putting in this thing to run everything is is a Zen 2 CPU, which is made by AMD. It's kind of their 3000 yeah. series APU, which is a CPU and a GPU all in one. Or at least that's what they've dubbed it, even though we've had that for a very long time with integrated <laughs> GPUs. And uh, it's similar technology that you've seen in... Uh, some of the consoles. So it'll have very similar architecture to the consoles in some respects. It has 16 gigs of RAM. Oh, that's Um, great. I was impressed with. Holy cow. 
Yeah. I mean, the thing is powerful for mobile. I mean, it's yeah. meant to build, it's, it's meant to run full on desktop games. Like literally what happens is you log into steam and you have 700 games just sitting there. I say that because I have 700 games. On the so, <laughs> can you share steam accounts asking for a friend? Uh, I, I don't think you can. Um, what's funny is, uh, wait, whoa, whoa, but that, that begs a question. Does that mean that you can't have two team two steam decks? Well, I mean, you could, but you wouldn't be using the same Steam account on both of them. Why? Why would you? You have kids. Are they all going to have their own Steam accounts that you have to buy 700 games for? I have three Steam accounts myself already. So, sure, they're going to have their own Steam accounts. You are not the person to ask this question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to share my Steam account with Maverick. Are you kidding? I'm naming naming him Maverick because he's going to be insane. Like this is there's no way that I'm sharing. Oh, my that's ridiculous. He will have his own. Where's Steam. Where's the family plan? Nah, I ain't about it. They can have their own. Steam I ain't account. about. No. Uh, <laughs> it, what's interesting about this is two, two things. One, they have uh, they have these buttons sort of underneath the uh, the device as well. So it's kind of uh, how competitive gaming controllers are built. So it's interesting to see how that's going to work out for them. Uh, the other thing is, wait, 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 wait. Double click on that. Okay. Uh, when you, when yep. you say so, you have like, triggers. Yeah. Right. Like two triggers, right? Yeah. Okay. In fact, On each side. I'll tell you what. Um, you can't see this, but the stream it'll show it. If you're if you're watching the stream, look underneath the controller as the video sort of comes up. You'll see there's two buttons that are right underneath the grip <gasps> of the controller, and those buttons are there so that you aren't you know having to pull your thumb off the thumbstick to do some of the crazy stuff that you need to do. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. some yeah, some little little pro buttons behind it. All right, all right. The device looks pretty solid to me in the render that they're showing us. The thing that's most interesting to me is, and I I don't think anyone saw this coming, but Valve has recently in the last I don't know year really heavily invested into the Linux ecosystem. They ha- they always have because Valve. Um, uh, I guess Gaben in particular really hates Microsoft. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. He's, he comes out and he said that he hates Microsoft and Bill Gates and uh, every, everything that the company's ever stood for. So he, he created his own gaming operating system off of Linux years ago, but no one uses it because it's Linux. It's terrible <laughs> for gaming. Um, nonetheless, they have invested heavily into something called Proton, which basically, which runs in Steam. You don't have to do anything with it. And if you click on a Windows game in Linux, Proton will run it for you. So Windows games will work on Linux via Proton. The only thing it won't uh-huh. do is run things like anti-cheat, which is a problem for uh, like games that require anti-cheat. So And California, if you're talking about cars and emissions. Yeah, that's right. Anti-cheat in California. And let's open that can of worms again. Uh, no, we can because Aaron's not on the show. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> well, it's amazing because what people have been saying is, is that this is SteamOS, which is, which is their Linux-based operating system running in the big picture mode, which is basically their mode that's like console-like to use on a TV, just running on this handheld. And it's using Proton to sort of run all of these games. So you can have some Linux native games. There's probably 1,000, 2,000, however many Linux games on Steam that are yeah. native. But then most of them are built for Windows. And Proton will will work and then run those games there. So I'm very interested to that's see cool. the performance and how all these things work they- and which games work really well with it. 
is there any indication that there'll be like a dock? I mean, that's that's easily one of the coolest things for uh, the Switch is just the fact that obviously it's portable. It does lots of cool stuff, but you can dock it and then play with, you know, eight yep. controllers on a There TV. is a dock that we, you'll be able to connect to a TV or to nice. a monitor, and you can connect other peripherals to it. So if you want to play with keyboard and mouse or controller, ah, there you, you go. Know, All right. you'll be able to do so on it. So... Now be pretty slick. Um, I will try it. I, pr- I pr- much like the Switch. I probably will almost never use it in dock mode, especially because I got this beautiful 3080 Ti sitting to my lower left here. However, uh, I do think that it'll be really cool in handheld mode. I just for the games I typically play, it's probably not going to be great because it's going to be thumbsticks instead of keyboard and mouse. But for yeah. the games that I own and never play, <laughs> maybe they'll actually get some some usage out of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how that works out because obviously the the keyboard and mar- or the departure from keyboard and mouse for a lot of games I think will will upset lots of gamers. And then there are, there are plenty of genres that don't work real great with uh, joysticks, especially if it's just a direct port from PC. I think like RTS stuff like that that they They've RTS done them be before. Awful for the most part. Right. And Anything that I mean, works well on console, they typically have a. They've already integrated those controls into the PC ah, nice. variants. Okay. I, I'm I'm assuming that this. I don't know how they'll do it. Most of, most of those map to an X, Xbox controller. I don't know how they'll map this. I don't know if they'll like make the whatever it's called. It's called Steam Deck. If they'll make it, if they'll make it, you know, identify as an Xbox controller. I don't know. It looks like it has little pads on it to be able to move a mouse around you probably wouldn't play a game that way but to just move around the the menus that don't work well with uh controllers yeah so i don't know it's in, I'll, I'll be very interested to see yeah. how it goes i look, I, I look to back to the trip trip report when i want to hear it how dare you just back on track <laughs> what are you what are we talking about what it, what about netflix what's this what what is this what is this craziness in the in the steam chat is there that, something specific that was my to... other thing i was who put that in there who put three guesses? Oh gosh! <laughs> Tell us about it. What is it? Bring it up. I, Let's do it. I don't. I don't want to because Aaron brought it up and he's not here, and I had it placed oh. to talk about. Uh, first of all, we were on track. We were talking about news. Thank you yeah. very much. You little yeah, yeah, yeah. Track. Now boys. we're off track. Thanks. Yeah, now we're off track. Thanks to you guys. All right. So uh, tell me because so- I missed this entirely. This was the article I was talking about where I was reading it this morning. Uh, mm. So the, the, it was around. So basically, you know, we have Stadia, um, GeForce Now, Amazon has one that they released. It's not very good, by the way, the Amazon one. I tried it. Mm. Um, where these are all streaming gaming services, right? Yeah. So it's basically right. stream them over the internet, et cetera. A lot of people call this, you know, the Netflix of gaming. Well, Netflix uh-huh. is actually going to start doing this. And Shocker. the interesting thing about this is Netflix is going to do this within your current subscription Ooh. on their current app. Ooh, so it's sneaky. just going to be like a gaming section within Netflix. And it, it, it the what it says in the article that's, is they're not charging any difference for it. It's just going to add games to it. Oh, I mean, their their charges will go up because they go up every three years or something like that. I, I right. went from paying like $4.99 when it first started to paying like $14.99 now, <laughs> you know, 10 years later. That's so a business model. That's, I can get that's what they're going to do. I'll be interested to see yeah. how they uh, control the devices because they haven't said anything about how the controllers are going. Yeah, to work. I, I'm curious about that too because the controller communication is going to be based on the platform. So if you're playing on a Roku versus a Fire TV versus something that, I don't know, some other third-party device, the way you can integrate controllers is kind of beholden to that platform. It's not well, not necessarily as simple as has Bluetooth will work. So 
It's it it depends on maybe if they take the Google Stadia approach, it won't matter. So what Stadia does, you could technically use it as Bluetooth if you wanted to, although that's not how it primarily functions. The way Stadia works is it doesn't actually connect to the device. It connects to your network and then ah, goes that's directly true. to the data center. Well, and but but that's I mean I guess that's what I was getting at. What's what'll be curious to see is are they going to ship a Netflix controller for right. the game? Yeah, I don't know. Um, they could also theoretically just say use this on your PC and use an Xbox controller because all of these services that's true. work with just a traditional Xbox controller. And that that's my question is what are yeah. they targeting? Right? Are you are you targeting all the Fire TVs out there? Are those going to be sufficient for? I mean, I imagine they would since it's a streaming service. Or is yeah, it, are they going to target the the PC? All that sort of stuff. And and so I guess some of it is. Like if you have the right platform, Nvidia Shield, something like that, you've already got lots of controller options. Go forth, have fun. I, I mean, it's brilliant for them to just fold it into the Netflix subscription, though, right. because holy cow, does that open up a world of uh, kids that I can automatically not use? What was the name of the the uh, Steam Family Share? I think was shared in the chat. But I mean, that's a that's a big deal to a lot of parents for sure, and lots of kids play games. Yeah, I think the key here will be them I, being able to run on as many devices as humanly possible. Yeah. And the way you're going to be able to do that is to support controllers plugged into a device, Bluetooth over whatever device you're yep. connected to, and or I think I, I really think they need kind to do Netflix this Wi-Fi controller connection thingy with a with a controller. That's very key because then because cool. that's the thing about Stadia, man. You can you can run it on Google devices, so Stadia works on like. Um, you know, whatever it's called, the Chromecast Chromecast and the Google yep. TV Chromecast thing. Now they added that like a year later after that device <laughs> release. It was ridiculous. Uh, and, then it, and then it can run on, uh, you know, Android phones and PCs and whatever else. Yeah. And actually, I think they have a way to make it work on Apple devices now. The problem with Apple devices is because this is gaming, they, treated, they treat everything differently and they wouldn't let you have a native app. So people have been releasing web apps to run on iOS devices. So oh, cool. There as well. Uh, that that's actually one thing that people have been wondering is Netflix releases this. They already have a native app on iPhone. They have forever. Right. Apple does not allow native gaming apps because they oh. can't control the monetary part of it. What oh. is Netflix going to do if they're releasing this into their same app? Yeah, so is Apple going to boot Netflix? Yeah, we'll, 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 the answer is probably, but it won't last very long. So uh, that, that'll be fun. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get my popcorn. I don't it's, I'm very interested to see uh, how that works. Yeah. Like, what is it when you log into Netflix on an iPhone or an iPad, which is probably a more common use case, I would think, but maybe I'm wrong. Cool. The, uh, you know, it, it just blocks out being able to stream games until you launch the web app version of it. I, I don't know. It'll just, it'll be really interesting to see. But that's yeah, kind of. I'm sure they're going to start some fights, which is always exciting in the tech space, in my opinion. But uh, or let's join move on to the ongoing else. current fights that are. Currently going. Yeah, well, I mean, those are fun too, right? They just last forever. It's like, come on, let's let's get to the end here. Um, I don't know what what else is uh, interesting. I uh, I saw an article that didn't have a lot of depth, but caught my eye for sure, which is that Square is getting into DeFi uh, quite a bit. So they Square they are up is some... the payment app company, correct? Right? And Dorsey still has a controlling interest in it. Is that correct? Um, uh, in my mind, actually... he's the CEO of it. Is that? Yeah, that's. That's reasonable. Um, I, I know he has a big part of it. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he is. He is the CEO. Um, yeah, that, that's reasonable. Like literally the first paragraph of the article. Like, yeah, well, he mentions that. So, yeah, Jack Dorsey, you know, Twitter Jack. Um, he, uh, they said they're building an open develop, developer platform with the sole goal of making it easier to create non-custodial, permissionless, and decentralized financial services. So Square, that's obviously, has been taken off. Yeah. 
uh, it, over the last few years, if you follow their their stock in general, but um, you know, payment applications obviously very competitive space, and um, something I was aware of but not intimately so is that uh, Dorsey himself and Square in particular have actually been rather fond of Bitcoin for a while, and I am being very specific there. Bitcoin is the cryptocurrency that they are sort of riding on here. They're not talking about cryptocurrency broadly or DeFi with something else. They are building this on the back of Bitcoin. I say that there isn't a ton of of data on what exactly happening, but to quote Jack's tweet, our primary focus is Bitcoin. So what what they're going to do is is targeting the the gorilla in the room. Um, But the other thing that that I did not know... uh, the company announced so so Square in February it announced that that Bitcoin it now makes up five percent of its holdings. I I, I did see that. Yeah, that's huge. Was, it is that's huge. huge. That, is, that is really big. Uh, on the so speaking of the Bitcoin thing, are you so you're saying they're going to actually leverage, or you think maybe they're going to leverage Bitcoin technology to build this thing? Because I, I, can't I don't know really, because I think Bitcoin, it's a bad choice. I I do too. Yeah. I I I mean I'm not. Bitcoin does not offer the same flexibility as blockchains like Ethereum and yep. ERC-20, right? Because it, it, smart contracts, stuff like that, they just open up a world of possibilities. That's why you see so many cryptocurrencies built on uh, Ethereum or Ethereum's blockchain or ERC-20 in general, right? So I'm not really sure what they mean by building decentralized financial services focused on Bitcoin. Um so there's there's a lot there's a lot of questions I have about that unless they're just saying we're going to start trying to get people to use Bitcoin for payment services which does make sense I yeah. just don't think I love it yeah because I mean, if it's for payment stuff I get it because uh, Bitcoin is very stable there's no volatility it just it's, it makes a lot of sense for that or, yeah, or was that the totally one that's the opposite stable. of that <laughs> and and the more people that use it, it it gets cheaper right is that you're definitely not going to buy a candy bar for $3 and spend 12 uh, think, on the transaction. Yeah, on that's how it you? works pretty consistently, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where your money is is definitely very well spent with Bitcoin. There's no I mean, to be fair, everybody stuff. using Square for payments is sending millions of dollars at one time. So $12 in fees is nothing. Oh, no, I was thinking of literally anything else. So no, I'm not. I'm not necessarily following all of this. Uh, I, I am following it. I'm going to pay attention to this. <laughs> I don't understand exactly why you would choose Bitcoin, other than Bitcoin is still the dominant cryptocurrency in the world marketplace. Sure. Um, I I kind of kind of eager to see how they how they uh, create something that's uh, useful and inexpensive on on Bitcoin in particular. But hey, they said they're focusing on Bitcoin. Maybe it maybe it becomes I, more broadly applicable to other other baselines. I feel like mentioning Bitcoin is just a, something you have to do in your announcement of anything crypto in order to, for it to gain tra- traction. Honestly, especially a marketing aspect. If you have a five percent vested interest in Bitcoin not failing, so you yeah, might be onto something. That's there. very very true. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, speaking of it, uh, in the chat, it looks like uh, Zook put in there that uh, Charles or Saquon Barkley, not Charles Barkley, is going to receive all future endorsement money in Bitcoin. So eight plus figures in endorsement money wow. to be received in Bitcoin. Uh, Saquon Bartley, uh, Barkley is one of those uh, sports ball players. He, he, ball. he grabs, he takes the ball and then he runs around with it really fast until he scores points. That's, that's this thing that he does. That's, isn't that how yeah. all sports ball works? 
well, we'll we'll dedicate a show to talk about sports ball and figure all that out for you. Um, no, it's interesting. Uh, I think there was some, you know, people were talking about as related to sort of the Netflix of gaming uh, portion, how there were just other options out there, like launching Netflix on an Xbox, like an order Xbox mm-hmm. and being able to control it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of be interesting. I do think it's an interesting space. I, like I, I do wonder how through long a Chromecast. it's going to last. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a it's a highly interesting space because I do wonder at times like what person doesn't have the money to buy a gaming system, but does have good enough equipment and networking to run these services. Because I will tell you, like these services require very strong internet, yeah, and good local networking in order for them to function well. But those same people surely wouldn't have any gaming gear of any kind for them no, to use. Don't get me wrong. They? I'm a big fan. I actually like them, and I think there's uses for them. But uh, I do wonder. It's the, the space is quickly getting crowded, and I don't think anyone's even close to making any money off of it. Yeah. So, well, uh, and and the, no winners have really been declared yet, other than I mean, no. the losers are starting to come out on top, right? You you wrecked Amazon's chances just by bringing it up on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, everybody everybody listens to your opinion about Correct. gaming. So, yep. um, but it, like I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't say with any certainty that there's a winner yet, and that's why it's actually kind of exciting that Steam's getting into this mix and Netflix are getting into the mix because there's still opportunity for, for some dominance in this mobile gaming. I know yeah. Steam isn't really streaming, but that's still a, a huge... A mobile PC-based gaming system is a big departure from what we've had before. I think uh, in, a, in an interesting world, if, if Valve were to partner with Google and use Stadia technology to deliver Steam, I believe you would have something very strong there. That, like, nice. Because Google... Or not Google, I'm sorry. NVIDIA GeForce now, that, that, that service is probably one of the best ones, but it sort of dies from the fact that they didn't strike enough agreements with the developers who released on Steam to be actually content. run their games there. They the, the developers don't want you to treat it like another PC. I completely disagree with this notion. The, the idea that if... It, basically, the fact that you can't run all of your Steam games on GeForce Now because the developers don't want you to yeah, it's kind of like if I bought a new that. PC and they didn't let me run them there, and so yeah, I struggle garbage. with this notion. But I do too. they have to figure that part out. Obviously, yeah. they have to figure that whole piece out. And if they that... do, GeForce Now is great, but the interface sucks. So I think the best model so far is what GeForce Now is trying to do. But the best technical delivery, by far, is Google Stadia. So if you combine nice. those two, you would have something special. Uh, in my yeah, opinion. I bet you're right. I, I'm curious, and I feel like we we did talk about this. Uh, we did a little bit. Previous yeah, episode, we got into some of the licensing and some of the, the garbage that's going on there. Um, and I, I do feel that it's a bit garbagey because, the like Very you garbage-y. said, right now, go buy a computer, whatever form factor you want, you know, go pull a Ben Hackendorn and put it into a briefcase and you can play your Steam games wherever you want. And we're finding new and creative ways to put them in the hands of more people and then you have developer platform arguments that are preventing, you know, basically the transmutability of that game to the new platform. It's it's stupid. It's a stupid fight that feels like an aggressive, greedy money grab. Yep. And and to the point we've made a thousand times, it's like you're you're fighting against more people having access to the game. Yep. Don't it's usually do that. small developers that are doing it. Don't do which is that. Crazy just to me. Stop it. I just can't imagine it. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, but I do think so. we need to get close to wrapping this up. The uh, yeah. We have to mention Facebook because um, we, we have <laughs> a Facebook engineer 
abused oh, access to user data to track cringe. down a woman who had left their hotel room after they fought while on vacation. Dude. What a horrible look. What? Uh, so, so this so is bad. terrible for all kinds of reasons. One, yes. like, it, it highlights... Think about this. He's the one who got caught collecting someone's personal information, which means he was dumb enough to be like, hey, lady, I know where you are because I work at Facebook and I'm a total badass. And it's like, okay, you're an idiot, right? But that means that other engineers, other people at Facebook have access to the same level of personal information that they could actually go off of a little bit of personal in the real world. And translate to where somebody lives. Horror festival. It's it's bad. It's uh, it's, not okay. It's a really really bad look. I can guarantee you that uh, state agencies are looking at this and like, wait a minute. We like Facebook now. Um, Yeah, exactly. uh, That's that's just pretty incredible that that this sort of came out. I I don't know why they have a picture of me on this article just looking dumbfounded. Uh, But yeah, there I am uh, for some reason related to this article sitting there. Uh, no, I actually think it, it might be Mark Zuckerberg. As it it might Mark. But, yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's bad. Apparently. So this is this is buried into the article here. It says Facebook fired 52 people from 2014 Whoa. to August 2015 for over abuse of their access to user data. I'm sorry. That's too many people. I like yeah. I again, it's it's a keys to the kingdom problem. What? Why does a large community in Facebook have access to the personal data in the first place. Why do they need it? They don't. It's bad. Apparently lots of them abuse it because it's, 56 I, I is thought, a I lot of this people. Was all ran by machines that we couldn't control and we couldn't figure out all this stuff. And oh, geez. Things differently. Isn't yeah, exactly. Catered right. by, Figured catered out. by humans. Plus this it's, oh, that's awful. I, yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't have any other words for that. Like, Super cringe that that the guy would do that in particular. Terrible that Facebook allows that level of access. And and hopefully this bubbling up as high as it did is at least enough to get somebody to say, prove that, that they need access to this. Like th- this has to run afoul of some regulatory something about private information. I don't know. This is terrible. Well, what's interesting is, is it seems like it's not something you can get away with. I mean, it's like your footprint Golly. is pretty easily. They're able to track a person in, in real life. They can clearly track you whenever you are looking at data on their platform <laughs> to find that person in real life. How could you not identify that? Yeah, yeah. Think <laughs> this through. Bad. Well, hey, at least they're firing people. I mean, at least it, at least they, right. I mean, they're not going to acknowledge it publicly. They might have to now, but but they it's wouldn't have come book, on and said, way. We, we fired 25 people this year for, you know, abusing your data. I almost feel like they should have just to get ahead of crap like this. So I wish I could find who the writer is of this. I'm sure it's somewhere buried into this article, but it basically says, so there's a book called An Ugly Truth Inside Facebook's Battle for Domination. That's, what, that's where this stuff is being exposed is, is actually through a book that someone, someone is seemingly... Uh, writing and he so what he was able to do in this particular circumstance from the headline uh, mm. the engineer was able to figure out her location at a different hotel and showed up at her hotel room oh gosh that's that's horrifying uh, yeah. Kieran actually just shared in the chat um, apparently the access that was granted to that employee was supposed to be temporary and something got screwed up and he still had access six months later yeah that so, seems so this like is a an access thing. control problem in that that mm. is a little more uh, 
that, that makes a little more sense. If you're giving temporary access to get around issues, then that's conceivable. But um, I think you might want to shore up the oopsie side of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not a good look. Uh, join join our talks at SHI about identity and access management <laughs> for, further, for further information on the topic. Oh man, uh, uh, I do think we need to shut it down. It would be we remiss. We should, we should mention this very last one: uh, the person who is going to go up in space with Bezos, who paid twenty yeah. Milski to do so, That's has scheduling conflicts. It I is not under, able to go. I want to understand more about how one has a $28 million schedule. It sounds to me like he, had a 30, he has a $30 million deal to close. And that's the math he did. That's that's basically that's, what, what. That's I mean. not good math. I disagree. The opportunity cost of missing <laughs> your trip to space is $28 million and not going to space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or oh, yeah. space. Sorry. We've got to be respectful. Both no, sides. I'm sure someone will say that he's not going to space <laughs> after he goes to space. But, you know, it just is what it is. All That's right. terrible. Let's get it out. Shut it down. Oh, Kieran said that that wasn't what happened. He was just making a point. So we don't know that that's what happened. But I, I bet you're right. That's the only thing that's been reported. Ah, well, there um, you go. Well, it says so poorly communicated. I'm not I'm not real sure. Oh, Tim right. workaround. Oh, I have no idea if that happened. Oh, got it. It's about the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nope. I, I was reading it wrong. You know I thought what? he had more no. detail. I didn't no, have more detail. We're sticking to that. We're sticking to that. No, Russ, this is TBP. We, we print redactions in real time if necessary. When we're wrong, we're wrong. And today we aren't wrong. We were wrong. Kieran's wrong. Oh yeah, way to be wrong, Kieran. <laughs> Kieran. On that note, that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. We hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. It's been a great week. We had a fun, fun episode yesterday. We had a fun episode today. Missed Aaron, of course, but we're gonna have a great weekend. We're gonna come back strong on Monday, and that's when we will talk to you all next. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Peace out. Later. <laughs>